here. Jesus, we just thank you tonight. And we just ask you to prepare our hearts, Lord. Prepare us, Lord. Holy Spirit, have your way with all of us tonight. You're going to do something amazing. You know, and you already have, Lord, but in this meeting, Lord, we just give you, we just give you ourselves right now. And we release ourselves fully yes, to you, Lord, to have, to have your way, Lord, with us. May you be made known and for the greatness of who you are and for the glory that you are due. You're the famous one, Lord. You're our Lord. You're our God. Lord, you're our Father. Yes, yes. Lord, just the, your yes, ministry Lord. is Father. Lord, make yourself known. Yes, yes. yes. Make yourself known to us. We just submit everything, Lord. We lay everything at your feet tonight. Mm. Yes, Father. Thank you for your spirit, Lord. Let your spirit Lord, be free to have your um, be free to be free with us, Lord, to do with it, us what you will. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you. Thank you, God. Jesus' name. One of the greatest, uh, you know, the end time restoration of the Father. So today, well, actually, two weeks ago, um, John and Steve and I was talking, and they were saying, you know, some things, and I was doing my morning walk out at Biltmore Park, and just walking up and down the street, and um, the Spirit of the Lord just came all over me and showed me this meeting, and It just started, I just, I was in tongues and I just kept on going at it. And I mean, it's just the, pre, the preciousness of, of the Lord. And all of a sudden, and, uh, and I'm, I'm walking through, you know, Biltmore Park on sidewalks and I'm doing this. <laughs> you know, just walk. <laughs> yeah, I'm prayer walking, but yeah. I'm like prayer, like, and he's showing me beams and balls of light. Yeah. And I and he said, you know, I'm gonna do something in this meeting, and I'm gonna send out light, uh, and uh, like you know, just punch it out. And I said, Lord, what do you, you know? He's like, I don't, and I and I, I want to be careful about this because I have the teaching tonight. It's out of Hebrews six. It said the last part. You know, last week we went through Hebrews six, probably two thirds of it, but we didn't get into. Hebrews 6 at the end where he says he's a forerunner in the order of Melchizedek, right? And goes in and breaks through the veil. And I just kind of have been thinking about this. And, and so uh, so maybe we can do this. Are you dimming the lights or is that me? That was me. Okay. <laughs> I was like, it's happening. <laughs> I was like, my vision is happening. Because what happened, uh, thank you, Cameron. <laughs> Because I saw us going, uh, pulling, uh, that the light would come down in the room. I mean, literally. Maybe, can you bring the lights down just a little bit more? Because they, what happened was the, uh, what happened in the meeting was we went up to darkness. Uh, and I think if, if, if I'm correct tonight, we're going to go into an experience with the Father tonight. Because yes, um, he, he started saying this to me. He said, you know, hey, uh, I don't want being demonstrative. I want demonstration. 
He told me this today, and I had a spirit of the Lord all over me. He's like, I want demonstration. I want demonstration. And so, uh, let me bring the lights down just a little bit more. Um, and so, I'm, I'm hoping tonight that God is going to demonstrate Himself to you. Uh, I'm hoping that this experience, that you're going to go into an experience with the Father tonight. Because we're going to go through the veil together. I've never had a meeting like this. I've never conducted one. I do not know what I'm doing at all. I want to just confess it. But I had a vision from God about what He wants to do with us. And I don't want to like mess this up. And I don't want to be responsible for messing up what the Father wants to do with you. There's a movement. Uh, there's a movement in the church right now that we're, and, and this is going to happen whether we're ready for it or not. Many of us have been are walking in places of instability that have been properly ordained by the Father. Mm-hmm. Yes. The Lord is destabilizing us right now because He is going to have us, but the Lord is going to have us walk proverbially on water uh, and possibly actually. And there's going to be a movement like we've never seen this. The awakening that Steve and John are talking about, it is coming. It is really, this is really happening. And we, many of us, and, and uh, you know, Kip, I was saying this to you tonight, but we have, we are going to have to take courage in the church like we've never had before. And there is a lot of things that have tried to come and get at us and attack us and move us out of our position in Christ. But if, with with me together as one, that we can start to uh, see uh, a veil that Jesus has breached for us in the place of darkness in His death that has been made available for us even tonight to walk into a place of accessing uh, the new covenant provision and blessing of the Father. Uh, you and I can start to move into this place and breach to the other side or in what... We've tasted the good word of God and the power of the age to come. Yes, you know, there are a lot of people that they're great, they're great preachers and orders of the gospel, but they don't move in the kingdom realm. And then there's a lot of people that are talking about the kingdom realm and moving to that, but they don't taste the good word of God. We need to taste the good word of God. And let me just say, this is another way to say this. The Word uh, dwelt among us, full of grace and truth. The Word became flesh. The breach that's that's happening in us and you and I is that a royal remnant is going to know that we are the sons and daughters of a Father in the kingdom. And we're going to know it like we've never known it before. I mean, you probably feel Him right now. Because I know I do. And I'm like, I feel my Father's presence. And it's a radical life. And I don't want us to be afraid. The Father doesn't want us to be afraid to believe all that He has for us. It's time for vision to, for you to recast vision of a heart of a Father who loves a son and a daughter. So today I was so caught up in God. And the Lord speaks to me. I'm going to share this um, before we move in because we're going to do this tonight together. We're going to go in behind the veil together. You're going to be caught up into heaven. We're going to do this together. And today I was, I mean, just washing in. Yes. 
said to me, he said, he said, I want to show you something here, uh, son, I want to show you. He said, this end time movement will have the life of Enoch on it and will have the spirit of Elijah. Mm. Mm. Yes, Lord. I, am building, I am building the end time movement that will have the spirit of Elijah calling the heart of the father to the children and the children to their fathers unless I smite the earth with a curse. Yes, Lord. And the spirit of Elijah has come. He said, and I will have, I will have the life of Enoch because Enoch was and he was not. And he said this end time restorative movement has to value and embody these two movements. And he said, and I, and I, and I said, yes, Lord. And he, and he said, I want you to see this. I want you to hear, hear me right now. He said, I placed this desire in this heart in John Harris to have the spirit of Elijah on him. Mm. And he said to cast forth an environmental shifting of my heart as father to the children, the children to the father. He's, he said to me, he said, uh, last week he said, he's once a man, twice a child. Mm. And that, you know, once a man, twice a child, John, because it, that's yes. why, you know, my wife jokingly says, John can never take himself serious for too long. <laughs> but then he says, but I, he said, I call Steve Scroggs. He, he tells me this today, and I mean, I was so blasted in the spirit. Mm-hmm. He said, I say that he he has the life of Enoch in him. Mm-hmm. And I'm not calling Steve Enoch, we're calling John Elijah. But they have the spirit of Elijah and the life of Enoch. Mm-hmm. And the end time restorative movement will have these two components in it. Mm-hmm. And the strength of of this and what God is going to do. And then I said, Lord, he said, remember when I put you in the F-15 Strike Eagle and that was an aircraft I actually worked on and was slated to fly as a weapon system officer? I said, yes, Lord. He said, remember when I called you? And I said, yeah. And he said, remember what your job, your first job was that I, I gave you in the Air Force? And I said, yeah, it was electrical and environmental. And he said, the environmental is, is the spirit of Elijah. And the electrical and the mechanical and the analytical is the life of there is the life of Enoch. And I said, Oh Lord. And I and and today it hit me with such veracity and love that I knew he was my father. Mm-hmm. And I said, God, if the remnant could be sealed to know that you're father. Mm-hmm. If we would know who we are, mm-hmm. that a father, a father, a father, that right now a father, a father has said, you're my sons and daughters and I love you. Yes. And it just hit me because I, it's like my whole life was summed up in a moment today and, and at least for me and I said, a father loves me. Aww. Because everything, listen, because my circumstances are telling me something different. Mm-hmm. Yes. My instability is telling me my problems that I'm having to face are telling me something different with the Father. Mm. He's not going to, he's, he's like this, he's not going to, uh, you're not, receive his love based off of uh, our circumstantial data and all that mm. stuff. That's not how the Father is uh, superintending this right now. Mm. Why? Because he's going to put the He's going to put the spirit of Elijah on his people. Mm. And he's going to put the life of Enoch yeah. on his people. Yeah. Because this end time move, Acts 3.21, listen to this verse. It says, and Jesus has a a retainer on him. 
Who knows what a retainer is in here? I'm talking about a legal term. What does that mean, Jimmy? Is there um, basically holding something um, in place of something to come, basically? Okay. Something's being, uh, like, why would you use a retainer? Uh, uh, for accountability. For accountability? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. All right. Accountability. Right. What else? Anything else on a retainer? Isn't it like, don't you have a retainer for an attorney so in the future when you need it, you have a right, yeah, a ready no, access? No. Ready access. Right. Uh, accountability, ready access is a retainer. Listen to this. In Acts 3.21, Peter's standing up. This is post-Pentecost. He's preaching in power, and he says something very interesting. He says, and Jesus is retained in the heavens. Until now, who wants to get Jesus back? Yeah. Come on! I mean, hey, who wants to get the horror back? I mean, if you really think about it, you go deep down inside yourself. You're like, don't we want a righteous king to rule the earth? Aren't we fed up with all the stuff that's happened? I don't want to see any more kids uh, molested. I don't want to see any more uh, a man beating his wife. I don't want to see any more alcoholism and drug use. I'm tired of it. Mm-hmm. Well, it don't y'all want to get a righteous king back? Yes. yes. Then this has got to become the sole desire of us as believers. Let's get the king back. Did you know that we're responsible? That's right. There's an accountability that's sitting in you and me to get this man back on the earth, that we are accountable before him. This is why, listen, the enemy has tried to lie to us. He's tried to come at us. He's tried to stop us with everything he can. He's tried to discourage us and and get us not to... He wants you and I to break loyalty with that man. He wants us to water it down. He wants us to make less of it. And the Lord has assigned us all in aspects of faith and something's trying to always pull us off of That's right. I have no other king. Something's trying to get me off of I have no other Lord and I have no other Savior and I'm not going to bow the knee to some other false God. Amen. Why? Because it says He's retained in the heavens until, listen to this, the restoration of all things. Mm-hmm. Now, if, if Peter's preaching this in power in the end times, he's saying, listen, there's a retention on Jesus that the Father is holding Him in retention until the restoration of all things. How do we, the people of God, partner with the Lord to see the retainer taken off the Lord? Well, you said it. Accountability. My integrity before the Father. My integrity before this King that says, I will have no other King. I'm not going to have something else going to move my heart off of him. That's right. That's, yes, right. that's right. That's right. I'm not going to let offense take me anymore. If somebody does me wrong, I'm going to forgive them. Yes. Yes. I'm not going to do any more of this kind of stuff. My wife and I, we deliberated. I don't know if y'all have ever had deliberations in marriage, but it took me seven hours of deliberations with my wife this weekend. It wasn't fun. But we deliberated for seven hours over one issue that we had between each other until we got to the bottom of it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like it, but we had to do it. But the Father wanted it done. And I'll tell you what came out of it, and it really shook me. 
I had transmitted to my wife one phrase without even saying many words. I told you so. And the Lord told me I'll have none of it. It's old covenant law based mentality and you cannot ever do this again. Listen, because he said your enemy and, and the enemy did attack us bad. Probably the worst I've ever been attacked in my marriage in 18 and a half years because I transmitted and I told you so behind my language to my wife and full on assault from all the how many hordes I don't know but it wasn't fun and the Lord said listen church we've got to move out of offense and we got to move out of I told you so there are 600 and what how many laws 13 there are 613 aspects of the law that you could pull on somebody and say, I told you so. Well, I needed an offensive strategy because my wife and I had to discuss how we're going to deal with any kind of battle that we're going to face in the future. And the Lord gave us one. Grace, grace. I told John today, I said, I, came, I went in Starbucks. She said, you get me some water. And I always get her water and go get her things to take, try to take good care of my lady. I run in there. She said, please, if you run into somebody that you know, make sure you come right back out. And I said, <laughs> and I said, who was it? Nobody was in there. I didn't know people at the cashier and cash register stuff, but I went in there and the line's long. And uh, I'm like, oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, when you're a pastor, a preacher, you know a lot of people. You get to know a lot of people, you know, and they're just like, hey, I got this thing. Could you talk to me? And, you know, I said, oh, no. You know, and I got, did you hear what God said to me? I'm like, oh, no, don't do it. Don't happen in here. My wife's got to get to where she's got to get. And uh, I was in there for probably nine minutes. And uh, I'm an efficiency guy. And, but she, I get get out there and I, I said, honey, I'm telling you now. I, uh, sorry, I'm running behind. She looks at me and grinning from ear to ear, and she says, Grace, Grace. Oh. <laughs> oh. That's good for her. That's it. That's awesome. Well, let me just say, you know, Sun Tzu said this in the Art of War. He said, if if you uh, if if you don't know yourself and you know your enemy. Every every battle that you go up against, you'll lose 50% of them. Wow. He said, but if you know yourself and you know your enemy, you'll be more successful in battle. And, there, and there's one thing, and, and I'm going to tell you this, the only way you're going to get to know who you are in the Lord is you're going to have to go behind that veil. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right. And I'm going to help you know something because I think all of you probably already know this in here how to deal with uh, the accuser of the brethren Amen. don't activate something out of your own mouth Amen. ever mm-hmm. but let me just say this ever that says if you want to have done those four things this wouldn't have happened and it cost mm-hmm. you because of that mm-hmm. every time that you do that you're basically getting in league with him and you'll lose half of your battles over that. Because he's a law, he is a better lawyer than you and I are. And he'll put you on a witness stand. And you will not be defensible. And, and because you cannot win a defense against Lucifer, he is a better attorney than you could ever be. 
And uh, so we've got to move out of this and know this as the people of God. And we've got to know deeply this strategy of warfare. And I'm going to tell you when it's hard. It's hard. Listen, I told you so as they come or they seep out because someone usually has hurt you deeply over a long period of time. Now, I'm going to tell you, because, like, for instance, let's say that you've moved in faith and that you've walked in it and you haven't seen the things that you've wanted to see happen. And, 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 and so your propensity is, is we've been this way before and you remember what happened. I told you that what you did was wrong and you didn't do it exactly right. And then you start to turn on one another related to even walking with God. That's right. And and what's really difficult about this is when you're walking with God, your sin gets showed up anyways. So it doesn't always look pretty. And so it puts you in a position when you step out in faith, there's two things that happen. Your unrighteousness is moved and He makes you righteous. And a lot of us, we whine and complain because we're going through something that's difficult and we don't really know who we are. That's why we talk the way we do. And we're not talking as a royal. And so someone else looks at that and sees how you're talking. They say, see, I told you how messed up you are. And then the Lord tells you who you are. Because God will replace our unrighteousness with His righteousness. And He'll replace our lack of knowing who we are with a discovery, a new discovery of who we are in Him. But if you've ever walked that out with anybody else and you've seen it, it don't always look pretty. <laughs> so when they go to step out in faith again, someone's there to tell them, remember last time? Remember how ugly you looked? Remember how you acted? And then what do we do? We sit still. Because we're concerned more about what the opinion of men than what God has said to us. And it stops us dead dead in our tracks. And you know what happens? We don't grow in the next aspect of righteousness or we don't grow in the next aspect of knowing who I am in Christ. And I'll tell you tonight, what God wants to do, He wants to take a royal family is what we are. It takes some believing to believe that. Especially when you don't have any money. Especially when we don't have a bunch of friends or your health is being attacked. It takes some real gutsy nature for us, the people of God, to say, No, I stand and I believe you're a good father. I believe that you call me your own. I believe you right now. And everything's telling you that it's not true. And I tell you, when you move into that environment, you're going to find power there. You're going to find God's presence and you're going to find God's power to deliver. And I appreciate what you're saying, not Cameron, because it's, and you move out like that and you say, God, and then the power of God comes to heal. The power of God comes to save. The power of God comes to deliver. And you're accessing a new covenant. Listen, your enemy does not want you to do that. He doesn't want you to get into repetitive action like that. Now, I've been in the pastorate called by the Lord for over 10 years, not very long. Uh, and I'll tell you something I'm learning from Him. Where you used to walk in it maybe intermittently and go access the new covenant and receive the blessing of Him and then release, I'm learning now 
that there is a possibility with us as God's sons and daughters to walk in this all the time. Yes. 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 Every footstep I make, I make in Him. Why? Because the Word has become flesh and has dwelt among us. And we, we've got to, we've got to say, Lord, I, my life is caught up in this, and I've got to go in behind the veil. I'm gonna have to go there. And listen, that means that that means when Holy Spirit speaks to you and asks you to do the unthinkable. The unimaginable, the thing that you haven't even created in your own mind, you know comes from Him, that you're going to have to do this with, with me. And this is going to be, and this is being modeled in the church by the leadership. The Lord's not going to let leaders in the church anymore not lead God's people by modeling it before them because true leadership has to do this. It's going to have to step out no matter what anybody says and say, I'll do it. You know, I don't know how many times, and I got lots of stories, and I'm sure many of you do too, but stories where you're right on the fringe, you have nothing, and the Word says, make this movement, it makes literally no sense, and you move out, and there he is. Yeah. And you're like, oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> and this works in all kinds of different realms yes. and different dimensions. Um, well, I'm going to tell this story, and then we're going to see what the Lord is going to do here tonight. Because He said, He said to me, He said, "I want." Uh, can we look up that back at three, four? Yeah, but, I'll read. Yeah, He said, uh, "I want." I want to. This is what I, I'm going to try to say this right way. It's like I want light to beam forth. Um, I want light to come in the midst of darkness. I, I want light to come into this meeting tonight. I want a sling light. I want it to go through the meeting. Just Jesus said He would bring light into the midst of our dark world. And that you and I would be know that we are beings of light. And uh, that we would know that in our our hands like the Lord. Now you're going to read that bill back at 3-4? Yeah. Now listen to this verse. His brightness was like the light. He had rays flashing from his hand, and there his power was hidden. Right. And we're going to need to meditate on this. Yes. Say it again. Uh, will you say it again? His brightness was like the light. He had rays flashing from his hand, and there his power was hidden. Jesus, I, I ask you tonight, bring a revelation, Lord. Yes. Bring a revelation of this because we're created in your image and likeness, Lord. And so as you are, so shall we be. Yes. I, I have this in the New English translation. It says that he is as bright as lightning. A two pronged lightning bolt flashes from his hand. This is the outward display of his power. He is as bright as lightning. A two-pronged lightning bolt flashes from his hand. This is the outward display of the power of God. Jesus, go. Take us in. Listen, let's just... Maybe let's do this. Can we grab hands? Because we're just going to take a journey. Now, I don't know what's going to happen. Everybody, let's just let's try to get in this thing and, and let's see what the Lord's going to do with us. 
where we just we just now listen now the way we go up the way we go up together okay I'm gonna set my heart to say Jesus you're my king now I've got to, I've got to decide in my heart here that I, there's some of us in here there's some things that we need to let go of and there may be some things that you just need to lay aside you got to put aside every sin and the weight the sin that just so easily beset us and run the race we're gonna to have to make a decision right now listen I want you more than anything, Lord. Come on. I want you, Lord. You just pray to the Lord. It's Jesus, we want you. Jesus, we want you. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Take us up, Lord. Take us up, Lord. Take us up, now don't now right here now just listen to the spirit of the word it's okay and don't be afraid don't be afraid for the silence just listen to the Lord. he's going to talk to you you a question what do you see and if you want to say that you, you seeing something from the word just, just say what do you, what you see I see Jesus in complete white garments entering in behind the veil and we're going in with him behind the veil he's made himself a high priest complete white Conduits of the power mm-hmm. and 
light. And we cannot do that if we do not touch him. Mm. We have to touch him. Mm. Yes. And we're righteous. It's mm. okay to touch him. Yes, I feel heartbeat. Mm. Mm. Yes. Oh, breathe, Holy Spirit. Have your way with us, Lord. Yes. Have your way with us, Lord. 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 I saw fruit, much like bananas, of many colors, rainbows. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus. Fruit of finished work. Don't be afraid. If you see something, say it. You're going to have to start speaking up. I'm, I don't necessarily see, but I sense mm -hmm. and feel an overwhelming peace. All right. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Lord. Mm -hmm. Yes, Lord. Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Accept the royalty that God has presented upon us. Yes, Jesus, and he's so, so beautiful and so intriguing, and it's like there's a door on him, and when I opened the door, this power, like, shot out of him, and it, like, blew me apart, but then all of a sudden, all this power started drawing me in, and I felt like he said his love He's blowing apart all the places where we try to hold ourselves together, mm -hmm. hold ourselves, you know, and he's drawing us in, and he's going to hold us together with his love. We're actually going into him, like mm -hmm. entering into his very, yes. very being. children you have entered a sacred place I say you are. Mm -hmm. In James 1.17, cause the Father, Father of lights, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. seeing the fine details. Mm -hmm. You know, I've seen the mercy seat, but I'm seeing the fine details of the mercy seat.
comprehend. Listen, what is the length? What is the depth? What is the width? And what is the breadth of the love of God? Now receive in the name of Jesus the cube of heaven, the cube of space, the cube, the tesseract cube. Receive right now. Receive the love of God. We as the church cannot function off three-dimensional love anymore. We have to have a fourth-dimensional love Amen. to operate, to take us where the Lord's taking us. And you need four dimensions of love. There's a, there's, and you get this out of the second heavens from the Father. Father, freely you gave to me. Freely I give away. I give everyone in the sound of my voice, Lord. 
another dimension of your love right now. Well, I pray, Lord, just like it wrecked me, Lord, cause it to wreck all of us, that we would know love in a capacity that we have never known. The missing component of love in your heart where nobody's ever able to be able to speak to you they haven't been able to hit your love language just right. And you've been longing for someone that can know you. You need another dimension of the love of God. Lord, I just pray right now, pour out your love on this meeting. Pour out your love, Lord, yes. that we receive another aspect of your love. Cause it to happen right now. Yes. Receive this, this cube of space. It's, it's the cube. It's the primordial cube that came off of the sapphire throne. This is what this is. Inside of it, when you break it open, it has the yes. covenant of God in it. Mm -hmm. It is a 613 laws, but it has been sealed in God. You receive the sapphire cube of God into your soul. And just take it if you want to. If you want to take this and put it in your chest. Now, I'm going to take this cube and put this in my chest. I need this to carry me to the future, Lord. I need this to get me into the next dimensional sphere. Lord, I need you right now. I need you, Lord. I need love. I need love in all the broken places. Yes. Lord, I pray right now the ministry of your heart as Father would reach into us, Lord. Lord, fill up the broken places. Lord, fill up the places that are incomplete in us. And may we know, Lord, your love right now, that, that it comprehends your love, Lord. And we need love on mission, God. We need love when you've called us out into the uh, places where we need this love. Right now, Lord, we just ask you, Jesus, have your way with us in this meeting right now, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Some of you are going to have experiences that are not going to happen exactly right now, but they're going to happen to you. You're going to see yourself love in a new capacity that you never walked in. Mm -hmm. I mean where resentments try to take hold. Where, where angers try to uh, click in. Where you've, had, you've blamed yourself even for your walk and movement of faith. Where you've blamed others. You're going to be able to let all this go. It's not going to overtake your life. Amen. Yes. Where the 25 years that you suffered... And I don't know who I'm talking to, but somebody in here or many of you, I don't know that you suffered and things that you went through for the Lord. Right now, Lord, wash, 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 wash and give us confidence to trust you again. Because, Lord, we, are, we, we, we have got to go into this place and we've, we're, we've got to because we're made for heaven, Lord. That we're made for a building, Lord, and we have a maker which you are that we are made to dwell in the heavens with you, Lord, and we are incomplete without you. Yes. Have your way right now, Jesus. Impartation, Lord. Impartation of your love, God. Impartation of your love right now. Right now, Lord. Right now. Holy Spirit, wind, blow through this place, Lord. Feel us. Feel us, Lord. Yes. Yes, Lord, release the power, Lord, right now. Yes. Power, Tom Gross. <laughs> wow.
I'll take this on. Jesus, come on. Come on. God, oh, I take joy. Yeah. Like at a level you've never known. Yes. 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 Take it now in the name of Jesus. Henry Todd, like right now, in the name of Jesus, let light yes. Lord. Light, you know who you are. You're Henry the Eighth. You know what the Lord said about you, that he would put light in a dark man. Lord, I just praise you, Jesus, right now for light, Lord. Lord, let light. Listen, let light come out right now, Lord. Let it just beam for Cameron in the name of Jesus. Like, thank you, Father, just release power right now. New capacity, new capacity, Lord. A new capacity to transfer easily to walk in between in between this world and the next to, to just go in and out because so filled with love Melinda so filled with love so filled with love that you can just move in and out 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 come on in and out hey I'm not going to be I'm not going to be trapped anymore I'm not going to be broken anymore it's not who I am I'm going to walk in you and move in you and live in you and have my being in you God well, we're going to move in you, Holy Spirit. Nothing's going to hold us back anymore. We are the royal family. We are the remnant bride. We are the offspring of the Father. We are the lovely ones of you, Father. We love you. We manifest you, Lord. We want you more than life itself, Lord. We want you more than life itself, Lord. Lord, Jesus, have your way with us. Have your way with us, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. Every longing of the human heart filled all aspects of the human heart known. Lord, let us be known. When nobody else knows us, Lord, you know us as sons and daughters. Lord, we're seated in heavenly places with you. Oh, Lord, you just give yourself into this. Just allow yourself to go into Him. Don't just let yourself be wrecked in the love of God. Let yourself be wrecked in Him. Just let yourself, just let yourself become more undignified than this. Yes. It doesn't matter anymore where we just release off all shame and guilt and trip, trembling. It makes us be something that we're not. We release full identity in here to be who we are. To be known as you see us, Lord, no more. To be known to form and conform ourselves to somebody's idea about who we are, Lord. That we are, that we are peculiar people, a royal family, Lord. That we have a nation that's inside of us, God. Lord, that we won't be anything other than what you see about us, Lord. We just come out of dis- we disagree with everything that's not what you say about us. Oh, we want what you say about us. I want what you say about me, Abba. I want what you say about me, Father. I'm not going to take another word out of my life. I'm not going to try to pattern myself after somebody else's life. I don't want to be anybody else but who you say that I am, Lord. Yes, Oh, I matter to you, Father. Oh, I matter to you, Father. You care about us, Lord. All of this stuff that's tried to limit us, Lord. We were, we were made to be limitless in you, God. 
Lord, take all the limitations off, all the barriers, Lord, off of us, all the constraints, all the all the things that have tried to keep us from being who we are. Come on, Jesus. Oh, we're not going to buy, sign up for another idea about something else, Lord, is not who you say we are. We're not signing up for it anymore. I'm done with it. I'm done with it. I don't care what anybody else says. I'm stepping out. I'm going to be who God says I am. I'm going to be what He says about me. I don't care what... I I look like I don't care what I, what my background is it doesn't matter to me anymore I just yes. want you Abba yes. I want you yes. I want you I want your idea thank you for the blood thank you Jesus for the blood thank you Lord 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come on, there you go. Do it. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, Lord. Come on. There you go. Come on. Yeah. Come on. 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 Jesus, come on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Jesus. Oh, Lord. Oh, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Oh, Jesus. You're believing Him. Believe Him. Believe who He says that you are. Believe who He says that you are. No longer looking at myself in myself. I'm in myself. Christ in us, a hope of glory. Christ in us, a hope of glory. Jesus, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the new wine skin, Lord.
Continue to receive. Continue to receive. Continue to receive. For I am feeling you, God says. I see white light coming out of heaven directly into the heads, the tops of the heads here. So Lord, just let this light come straight in. That says, I am taking away 
the cares of this world, in this light, in this presence, anything that you release to me, I will take that weight from you now. I got a bunch I'm giving you, God. Let me say one thing, Kirk. 
go for it. Because, God, you know, I, I heard the Lord say this a while ago, saying this, not telling, I'm not trying to guilt trip anybody, but I'm just saying, if you have to leave, you're free to leave. Mm-hmm. And don't pull anybody else out with you into this process. Good, thank you. That's excellent. We respect you, Holy Spirit. We'll honor you, Holy Spirit. We'll read you a couple of passages of Scripture. Many times when the Lord will move with you, He will give you a teaching or an aspect so that you will comprehend what He is doing. I'm going to read you this latter half of Hebrews 6. God in His desire to show more convincingly and beyond doubt to those who were to inherit the promise the unchangeableness of His purpose and plan He intervened with an oath that this was so that by two unchangeable things His promise and His oath in which it's impossible for God to ever prove false or deceive us We who have fled to him for refuge might have mighty indwelling strength and strong encouragement. Lord, I pray in this meeting right now that you would cause strength like a strength like we never have with this divine might from this cube, like might in the inner man like we never have before. Strength to trust and Lord I pray for courage that courage would take over us Lord it would be courageous that, that this that these royals that I'm with Lord will have so much courage in their being to step out Lord because they know that you can never fail them mm-hmm. Lord as we step into the veil now here we are we're with you Lord in your presence Lord I pray for an impartation now of strength and courage. That we're we're postured, Father, right now to receive. To receive something we can't do for ourselves. Or we need these two components, Lord, that you have said it is impossible for you to lie. And we we know that you're an integrous God. And we take your integrity, Lord, and we trust you right now, Lord. And in our trust, Lord, we ask, give us might in the inner man. And give us courage, Lord. Courage to do the deeds, Lord, to turn the world upside down. Courage to move in ways, Lord. And courage to move in ways in our, our jobs, Lord, in our positions, our influence. Says wherever we're influenced, is courage to step out, Lord. And strength, Lord, to love. Lord, just pour that over us right now. Wash us down with those two components, Lord, because we are saying now, in your presence, we trust you, Father. We need your courage, Lord. We need courage in the face of fear to step into places, Lord, as royal family and do that which needs to be done. For some of us, Lord, courage to stand out, to stand out, to stand up, Lord, even in the agendas that are swirling all around us, Lord, that we would stand out there and we'd say, and place my trust in Jesus, Lord. We just ask you for that now. To grasp and hold fast. To hold fast the hope that's appointed for us and set before us. That, Lord, we have an appointment. 
and there is a set time for us. Lord, that you're convening this meeting because you're saying to us that even in this meeting that you've made an appointment with us, Lord, and you've caused a set time to come, a set time to move, Lord, and to push us forward into your glory, to bring glory. Now that we have this hope and sure and steadfast anchor of the soul, listen, you cannot slip. You cannot break down under whoever steps out in faith upon it. A hope that reaches in, enters into the very certainty of the presence of God within the veil. Where Jesus has entered in for us in advance as forerunner, having become a high priest forever after the word of Melchizedek. Yes. Lord, we thank you for your great mercy and your great grace, Lord. And your blood, Lord, just made a way of access for us right now to have a transfer. There's a transfer of righteousness happening in here. And there's a transfer of mighty and dwelling strength that is happening right now for you. It's yours for free because we've entered into this place with him so we can have this from him. It's going to give you the strength and the courage that you're going to need to make your next movement of strength and courage for your next one that you'll make of strength and courage. You're going to need this. this the, you need these tools. This is Hebrews 6 impartation night. We need these tools, Lord. We need this mechanism of light. We need to be to become beings, transfigured beings of light, Lord. To walk in the transfigured glory of Enoch, Lord. And to have your heart as Father like Elijah. Lord, we need this confirmment on us, Lord, like never before. To move into the developmental process that you've called us in our humanity to go into. thing and uh, uh, and and I invite you to do this and uh, take Hebrews 1 through 10 and Romans 1 through 10 and put them together and read them like if you if you take Hebrews 1 and Romans 1 and read it as a companion I've been the Holy Spirit's been teaching me this and I've been wanting to give this because he's telling me you know when we break meeting to give this to you Take Hebrews 1 through 10 and Romans 1 through 10 and make them companions with each other. Um, Hebrews 1 and Romans 1, you'll see two aspects, and, and you need this from the Lord. And I'm going to put this out for you, and if, if you take notes, if you want to take notes, but I'll just say this to you. Hebrews 1 through 6 and Romans 1 through 6 is going to deal with priesthood. There are six aspects of priesthood that deal with the six aspects that are spoke of in Isaiah chapter 11 the six it's the seven spirits of God okay but you need these six aspects that come through there's an impartation that comes to you from the Lord as you walk with Him when you get in when you go from Hebrews 6 in your revelation and development with the Lord to Hebrews 7 or Romans 7 
You move into your high, high priestly training. The Lord will train you as a priest. You don't have to be a pastor. You can, and there's no, there's neither male nor female in what I'm saying about this. You can be trained in priesthood as a as a as a lady or as a gentleman. Amen. Okay, and I, I'm not saying I'm not saying that uh, I'm not trying to blur the lines of eldership and that kind of thing. I'm just saying that through the Lord can train a lady just like he can train a man in priesthood is what I'm saying. Amen. Um, when you get into Hebrews seven though, in Romans seven you're dealing with high priesthood. Um, I have learned from the Holy Spirit that the path that the Word went on is the path that He takes us on because He's He's God, man. Okay, so the function of Hebrews six. Please hear me in this. Hebrews one through six. You must wait. You must wait on the Lord. But in Hebrews seven, you must be still. <laughs> There is a difference between waiting on the Lord and and being still before the Lord. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you the difference. In waiting, you can discourse with the Word, basically speaking the Word back to Him and as He speaks the Word to you. The mystics call it discursive meditation. You take the Word and you speak it back to Him. But when God brings you into Hebrews 7, He will bring you into what's called contemplation. And it's where you don't say anything at all. And I, how many of you have been invited into that by the Holy Spirit? He's, he's invited you into the place of complete quietness. No, you don't, you don't need worship and you don't need, you don't need anything, but you're just still before Him. That is high priestly developmental training. Remember when the high priest went in once a year, right? <coughs> Mm-hmm. Into the Ark of the Covenant, mm-hmm. no, nothing was said. It is a place of complete quietness. Mm-hmm. If it's not your testimony yet, don't get discouraged. The words walk, walk in you through priesthood training. Let me say, let me say this about priesthood training. Essentially, do you know what makes the best pastor? It's the one who can't get angry at you when you sin. The best pastor is the one you confess to and you never feel their anger come back at you because of what you did wrong. That's a high priest. You can't violate them because when you when they're, you're giving your confession, it doesn't trigger something inside of them that makes them <coughs> respond in a negative way because there's nothing there for it to trigger. You all understand what I mean? Because it's called projection. So when you go make a confession to someone, if they become angry with you, then you can know that they're not fully developed, not that they won't be. But priesthood is about developing mercy and grace that proceeds out of you with full truth mm-hmm. without it violating your sense of self. Mm-hmm. It don't make you uh, tweak out. There are people in our lives that when you get in their presence, they tweak you. <laughs> Anybody else experience this? <laughs> Caiaphas, the high priest. Do you know what tweaked him? Jesus is a king. He had never met anybody that had more authority than himself. 
had never met anybody either that had made him mad. Because as high priest, you're supposed to be so collected that nobody can upset you. No situation can violate you. You, it, The world could be falling out around you and you would sit there and say, everything's fine. Yes. God's my Father. Yes. High priesthood is like that, okay? Mm-hmm. Priesthood developmental training, one through mm-hmm. six, is to develop you into a capacity where love proceeds out of you. And truth comes out of you and mercy comes out of you at the same time. And so when somebody triggers you, yes. you can know that you need development and repentance in the Lord. Yes. Um, I, years ago, I said, Lord, why why you keep taking people away from my congregation? He said, because what's in them is no longer in you. Amen. And I said, that's a different kind of church plan. <laughs> <laughs> And he said, well, it's my purposes right now in your life. It will always be this way. But for now, this is the way I need to do it. Because when you give mercy, you will what? You receive it. And so listen, when somebody throws you for a loop, and it triggers you wrong, you've got to go to the Lord and say, what's up with me? You can't say, what's up with them? Now, there might be something up with them, but really what's bothering you is you. There's a lack in yourself of peace related to some aspects that God needs to put His finger on to deal with you about. And if you'll be real with Him about it and repent, He will repair that part of your nature and make you righteous like He is. Because Jesus can be on the cross, have a spear stuck in His side. It says He was marred completely beyond human form. And He says, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. I'm going to tell you, the dude, Jesus didn't do anything wrong. He's completely sinless. He is the innocent lamb. And yet he can say, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. That's a high priest. That's a high priest king. Yes. What made Caiaphas mad is someone ruffled his feathers finally. And when it happened, he couldn't take it. And you know why? Because the high priesthood was the highest order that there was in Israel. But he was standing in the face of a king high priest. You want to talk about the most offensive thing that's going to be in the church and all is when you and I believe, truly believe, that we are a Melchizedek, that we are kings and priests. I mean that our life is testifying to kingship. The way that we think is kingly. The way that we act is. There's a blending of the offices coming to the body. Yes. Like nobody, it wasn't even allowed in old covenant times with many guys. They couldn't even hang out with it. Now, so, so what happens here in the seventh? The seventh step is high priesthood and his consecration. What is Paul saying in Romans seven? He's saying, "I'm doing those things which I will not do." Right? Yes. He's dealing with iniquitous patterns. He's like finding out about himself. There's something working inside of me that's causing me to act intentions that I can't repair. High priesthood is about going through a whole repair of that. Letting the restorative plan of the Father come in and heal the iniquity. Yes, John Wesley Redfield, man, they said when he preached that he went so far in God that he would preach. And this is what the Word says is going to come again. But he would preach and he called the congregation monsters of iniquity. Huh. That don't sound like the thing you want to endear people. But he knew, he wasn't trying to be mean. He knew that all of us have these iniquities and they're violating our lives. 
And he said, if you won't cry for your sins, I will. And Redfield would throw his head back and start weeping over the iniquities of men. Mm-hmm. And he said, this is what happened. The Spirit of God came in and knocked everybody unconscious. And you know what happened? Not just in the church, but out of the church. They were getting up completely changed. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you're talking about the unsaved, they, they didn't have to send out an advertisement. When he got in such a place with God, when he transmitted God, it knocked the whole place out flat. It put them all on the floor. They come up, knocked them unconscious. They come up completely changed, but not just in the church. The ones who were thieving and drink, drunks out on the streets were coming up completely converted. That's what we're going after, folks. Yes. yes. We are, we're going to have this. This is going to happen. And this is yes. what the awakening will look like. Amen. It will knock everybody out. I asked the Lord last week in the meeting. I said, what happened? And I said, why was, I, why was the people starting to dip like down? He said, it, it, he said, we're on the brink edge of it knocking us unconscious. Mm. We were getting there last week, and I was like, oh, wow. Yes, Lord. Bring that kind of power into our meetings. Yes. That starts to flatten us out. And we get up and we're like, I don't know what happened, but I love you. (laughs) I don't know what. I'm I'm crazy for Jesus. I don't know what happened to me, but I'm done for. So high priesthood, right? And so when you read Romans 1 through 7 or Hebrews 1, so wait and then steal is the function of the contemplative prayer of the high priesthood because you don't say anything to the Lord in contemplation. You wait. And, you know, at least for me, I've had some out-of-body stuff with that. I completely disconnected from myself and went out of body and had encounters with the Lord. Contemplative prayer is something He has to lead you into, but He'll lead you into that to deal with iniquitous stuff and give you His righteousness and help you discover who you are in Him. Chapter number 8, though, the New Covenant, is the blending of the offices of king and priest. What does he do? He takes the seven spirits of God, one through seven. He puts them in you. He'll take the seven spirits of God, six aspects, then Elohim. He places the high priest into a king's body. So what he does, he blends the offices together. You know why Saul was stripped from kingship? Why? Because he didn't wait how many days? Seven. Remember? Mm. He makes the sacrifice because the people were scattering from him. He's a date. He's not waited because he hadn't, he hadn't acted in the way that the prophet told him to. And every time, like and every, the, the function of the seventh aspect is that you wait and you're still until you see God moving and you move out with him. But don't ever move out because this is how he develops you in kingship and then he will blend a king and a kingly aspect in your heart and then cause a high priest seven spirits of God to be placed inside of you and put a king around it David was developed like that by the Lord and became king Solomon unfortunately right received kingship but didn't have the full development of the seven spirits of God in him he had an aspect of it because he was given wisdom but if you know the other six aspects you know that there was something missing in Solomon. Something that David had more of than Solomon did through 20 years of suffering. Yeah. Seven spirits of God, the eighth. Listen, this is the part I'm excited about. Number nine 
is the power. The word takes and empowers kingship and high priest. He empowers it and puts power on it. That's number nine. Number ten is the glory. Mm, wow. God created every single one of you and every single child that is His to be fully transformed all the way from one to ten. Mm. Much of the church, unfortunately, many are stuck in chapter one or three. Some have went on with the word and said, "I'll keep on going," but they quit. They they stopped. They said, "I don't, I don't want to go on with you, Lord." And the word's like, "Okay," because he's a gentleman. He won't force us to go on. But if you will go on with him, don't give up. Don't come short of seeing a promise in your life come to fulfillment. Because the height of all this is for you. This isn't. You know, everybody says this, but I didn't fully understand it at first, but this isn't going to be about the Lone Ranger. You know, the one guy on the stage. It's not. The reason why is is because God designed for all of us to come into this. There's not a human being that doesn't have the core material or raw material sitting in you to come through this. The Lord paid for it for all of us. Male or female, Jew or Gentile, bond or free. He paid for all of us to have the full capacity of what the blood paid for. Let us not buy off on the blood in an inferior way. Let us not say, I'll take 70% of the blood, but I'm not going to take all of what you purchased. Let us have all of what Jesus purchased for us. Let us have all that it was shed at the cross and applied at the mercy seat. Let us have it all. And, uh, you know, I'm, maybe I'm overly ambitious. <laughs> but I'm like, hey, okay. And he's like, well, you got to do it my way. And that's why I was reading you in Hebrews 6. You've got to do it his way. You're going to have to move out where an anchor will hold. But you're going to have to move out in faith to do this. You can't, the word, what I wanted to teach tonight is that mechanism I was reading to you at the end of. Hebrews 6, which the Lord has told me this, and if you take notes, is where you take it. Promise, oath, pull. This is the simplest way I know how to explain it. God gives you a promise based out of His Word that's subjectively true. The oath aspect is you come in agreement with it in yourself and you say, I agree with you, Lord, and then you go and pull the provision out of heaven. And many people have struggled with this because they, like, well, it didn't work for me, so I quit. And I'm like, don't quit because keep going after promise of the pool or pop. Mm. Mm. Go say, mm. say, Lord, you made a promise to me. He gives you a word. Yes. You made a promise to me. Stand on that thing. Yes. Don't yes. back down off of it. Don't take less than what he said. Hold the line on it until you yes. see it like this. Let me give you another way of saying this. Observation, actualization, implementation you observe the truth God reveals it out of your relationship with him you observe it then it's actualized inside of you because once you observe it you're renewed in your mind it has to be actualized in your person this is where most people get fouled up with God they don't like the actualization process what I mean is he has to basically give you his righteousness and his and his idea of you, and that usually requires some pain because you're going to have to let go of some stuff that don't look like him. 
and we get offended with the Lord there. And a lot of people pull chalks on the Lord. That's just a statement yeah. for pulling chalks as aircraft. That's an aircraft metaphor. But they said, you know, I'm done with you, Lord. I'm not going to, um, I'm done with this. It's to take a little boat. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they take the little boat, and what happens? Or said, go to the other side. What happens? Storm comes. Yeah. You know, it's a storm comes. It's a, well, we're, we're going to drown, Lord. If you really want this to happen, why'd you put us in this? And he's like, uh, you know, speak to it. And he's, you're going to get to the other side. Look, you've, you've, God gives you a promise. He tells you to do something. You step out on it. There's an actualization process that goes on in yourself before you get to implementation. When Jesus said something, He would see it happen. Whatever God said, He sees. You and I were meant to be the same way. If I say something, I was meant to see it. problem is sin has created a gap between what I say and what I see. And in that gap is what happens to many believers is something called offense. Because you know, you get irritated or get upset and say, why didn't this come to pass? You know, you told me this, Lord, and why did this happen this way? And they pull back, and they sit, and people go sit in pews and whatever, I'll go to church, but they completely have disconnected, really, from God and their, and themselves. And they said, you know, I'm done with this. Please don't do that. Your whole destiny's wrapped up in this. Your destiny for eternity is wrapped up in this. So promise, then comes the oath section. It's worked out and you pull. You'll pull it out of the heavens. Another way to say this is prophet, priest, and king. So observe, so observe, actualize, implement. Prophet, priest, and king. Pro, uh, promise, oath, pull. Let me give you, here's another way. Soldier, athlete, farmer. I mean, go on and on and on. This is how this operates. And this is what it's talking about at the end of Hebrews 6 because... The only way for the Lord to propel you out of Hebrews 6 into Hebrews 7 into high priestly training, you have to have this device. And God will arrange teaching so that you'll have the device, but you've got to have this device that I'm teaching you. You need this device or mechanism of faith. You need to understand it. And it's a Melchizedek mechanism. It'll, it'll send you in behind the veil. You'll pull things out behind the veil. And you'll keep doing it over and over again. And what happens is you're changed through that. Mm-hmm. Eventually, you will have the seven spirits of God. Eventually, you'll have a king-priest combo. Eventually, you'll have empowered kingship in your own life. And then the glory of God will be revealed. This is going to happen. This is happening. And, and we're walking in it. And, um, and I just... I want us all to have that mechanism. I'm sure the Lord does. It's like a ball of light. And it's the mechanism for awakening. And so, I don't know what the Holy Spirit's saying to you tonight, but however He's challenging you, check a yes in your spirit tonight. Quit, don't check no. And maybe many of you probably aren't doing that because you won't be here if you were, but some of us are like sort of vacillating check yes there's so many challenges to us as people but just say Holy Spirit let's you know, I can close with this tonight Holy Spirit what are you saying to me what are you saying to me oh man oh Lord <laughs> he speaks doesn't he 
something maybe you're going to have to let go of and something you're going to have to grab hold of. Yes. We're going to grab hold of Him and we might have to yeah. let go of something. For some of us, it's unforgiveness. For some of us, we got to give something away. We're going to give away and we're, we're going to give and forgive because those are the, usually the two components that He offensively uses in our life yes. is to give and forgive. Lord, He'll challenge us in certain areas. I, I need you to let go of this. This thing's hanging on to you. I need you to let it go. Well, they've done me severely wrong, Lord. I mean, I've been done wrong. It's like, I want you to write them a card. I want you to go see them in the hospital. I want you to go take them this present. I want you to forgive. I want you to let go of the resentment. I want you to let go of the anger. I want you to let go of the bitterness. you got to. You can't walk with God in that. Or I gotta give something away. I'm gonna go give my time here. I'm gonna give my money there. I'm going to release my life. I'm going overseas. I don't know what it is. Because God has got a God ordained destiny for all of us. I'm going to cross this barrier. I'm gonna have to leave all these things behind. I'm gonna have to walk out. I'm gonna have to leave my own guilt behind and my own shame. I'm gonna have to take somebody else's opinion of me and I'm gonna have to let it go. Yes. I've got to let it go because I've got a divine destiny that's going to matter for my eternal soul for billions and trillions of eons to come. And I can't afford to get my dress rehearsal wrong. Amen. I'm in a dress rehearsal and I've got to walk it out. Yes. Lord, we just seal this meeting Amen. in the name of Jesus. Lord, we just pray your seal down on this meeting. Seal our hearts and may... No words be taken from us, Lord. Yes. That that our hearts are seeded right now with promise. Mm-hmm. Lord, I thank you for the seeds that are in this room, and I pray, Lord, that they would grow and come up, Lord. I thank you for every. I thank you for the world changers that are standing and sitting in here right now, Lord. It's going to literally change and flip the world upside down for your glory. Mm-hmm. In your name, we pray. Amen. Amen.
winds declare, reflect in the sky, and our eyes have been opened.